The last time I coughed up blood was after I went into the mosh pit at the Bean Blossom Bluegrass Festival. But being beat up at Bean Blossom isn't the only way to produce a crimson cough. It could be something seriously more sinister. It could be tuberculosis. The World Health Organization estimates that 10 million people get infected with tuberculosis every year, and 1.5 million people die from TB. That's a lot, and it means TB is worth knowing about. When it comes to the symptoms of a tuberculosis respiratory infection, most people think of terrible cough, possibly bloody, the medical term for which is hemoptysis. Along with hemoptysis comes fevers, chills, and maybe some swollen lymph nodes, and definitely malaise. Oh, and uh, while we're on the topic, I want everyone to know that malaise is a whole body feeling of being sick and weak. Don't be like I used to be, and mistake malaise for being a tangy dressing great on tuna fish. That would be mayonnaise. Yeah, some people will have classic symptomatic tuberculosis, but did you know it's not the only way tuberculosis can present? It's not even the most common way. Imagine a person who has no symptoms at all. In that scenario, the person's immune system recognized and eradicated the TB bacteria before any symptoms developed. Another possibility could be that after infection with TB, the immune system is able to mount a response, but that response is only strong enough to keep TB from generating a full symptomatic infection. It's not strong enough to clear TB out of the body completely. This situation is called latent TB and can be seen on x-rays as masses called tubercles. Tubercles consist of a TB mycobacterium with an outer shell of white blood cells. And while this person with latent TB isn't symptomatic, they're not cured either. Even though the immune system is keeping TB in check for a moment, take away the immune system's defense and active infectious tuberculosis could result. So basically, people with latent TB can later become active infectious tuberculosis if the immune system weakens. Now, how does the immune system weaken? Some diseases, like HIV, work by weakening the immune system. Additionally, many drugs for autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, ulcerative colitis, and multiple sclerosis work by intentionally weakening the immune system. In a person with latent TB, this could spell disaster. The most common screening for TB you might already be familiar with. It's called the Purified Protein Derivative Skin Test, or PPD for short. Let's break down that name. The most important word is protein. This test involves injecting a protein from the TB bacterium under the skin. Now, what about Purified Derivative? Well, the protein is technically derived from actual TB but it's purified to remove everything else that used to be an actual TB bacterium. It's just pure protein, and by itself, it can't cause tuberculosis. 
It's just a protein that a person's immune system would react to if they'd had actual exposure to actual TB. That's a really key idea. The PPD test is only testing for an immune response to a TB protein. It is not testing for active or latent TB. If someone had TB 10 years ago, their body's immune system probably made antibodies to the TB proteins. So, 10 years later, if they have a PPD test, it's a positive test. The key point here is PPD skin tests look only for exposure to TB. They do not tell you if a person has active or latent TB. By the way, if you're into cool moments in women's history, you might want to check out Florence Siebert, the scientist who brought us PPD testing. So, there's other mycobacterium out there that don't cause tuberculosis. Matter of fact, Mycobacterium bovis, a close cousin, is the source of the only World Health Organization approved TB vaccine. Because M. bovis has similar proteins as M. tuberculosis, a person's body makes antibodies to the bovis proteins, and those can be protective when and if that person later comes into contact with actual mycobacterium tuberculosis. You should know, however, that the TB vaccine, called BCG, a name for the scientist who brought it to use, is over 100 years old. In the post-COVID mRNA vaccine world that we live in, this is probably a surprise. At the time of this podcast, newer vaccines using viral vectors, other TB proteins, and weakened but live tuberculosis are in development. Because the BCG vaccine has limited effectiveness and wears off over time, it's very important to keep an eye on these new vaccines, especially as the spread of drug-resistant tuberculosis continues around the globe. If Global Nurse Ed makes learning fun for you, don't forget to subscribe so you've always got access to the latest and greatest health education podcasts. Please take some time out today to remember what an amazing, compassionate, and extraordinary gift you are to the world. My name is Jason Michael Kiernan. I am not a nursing instructor. I'm your nursing instructor. <laughs>